wanna go down to the deep end and get back what's gone round and you've been keeping down the aisles between the rows. It's official. Season six has begun. Oh man, this is it. After this, it's the movie mayhem movie. That's it. Yeah, we. Uh, this is yeah <laughs> the final season, and then we get our own movie. Yeah. <laughs> which will also be in podcast form. Yes, it will be a four-hour-long podcast. Yeah. So, guys, as you can tell uh, by me, we are still social distancing, still uh, keeping keeping it. Uh, quarantined but you couldn't stop boys no you couldn't stop your boys from uh from 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 giving you that content no the hot con <laughs> the hot the hot con <laughs> i was gonna add the t in it too i was like oh don't do no, no this ended at the end <laughs> <C-O-N." laughs> the uh we could we could there's been a, a a movie that's been burning up the, the the charts right now and you know us you boys matt and brian uh could not avoid could not avoid that heat that heat wave that's been coming. You know, we keep our finger on the pulse, bro. That's right. We don't uh, we don't stray away from the hype. No, 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 so not at when, all. Uh, so when Chris Hemsworth comes with darker hair and sweet ass sunglasses, telling us to watch his movie, buddy, we're gonna watch. As the master of the distress button down and light khaki, Chris Hemsworth himself. <laughs> The master of the uh, of the sweaty fitted uh, T-shirt with beaded uh, bracelets and necklaces. Oh yeah, those 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 beaded bracelets, killing it. Yeah. Oh, it was, I didn't know the movie took place in two thousand two, but it, <laughs> I, I'm, but I'm glad. There's no like, puka it's, shells. It's vaguely anachronistic. It's, yeah. <laughs> but uh, oh. so we are talking about Extraction. Uh, which just came out on Netflix uh, yesterday. Yep, April twenty fourth. Uh, two days ago. Yeah. Two days ago, and uh, it was funny actually because extractions are something I do often. Ooh. So uh, you do yeah, have the so Chris Hemsworth uh, flow going. Yeah, it's tied up actually. My sister oh, tied you, it for you me. Tied up your because hair. It's too. It's everywhere, and it's too long now. And I, I didn't want to go full homeless samurai, so just shave um, your head, buddy. But then it takes so long to grow back. And then I'm gonna have that. Then it's gonna have that awkward phase where, where you're just kind of like pineapple fuzz, you know, peach fuzz, peach yeah. fuzz. That's the constant state so, I always live know. in. <laughs> well, yeah, you're pretty Mister Cleaned Out. Well, yeah, because yeah, I mean, not too I, fuzzy. Well, the whole you know the whole story was that I was just missing everything in like in between, like the two side, like the sides by my ears are always they always grow in just fine. It's just missing the middle so the reverse mohawk yeah the the animal from uh from the road warriors <laughs> <laughs> like that's fine i'm good like that but 
everything in the middle. And, uh, you know, it doesn't look cool when you're walking into the clubs with, the, you know, a landing pad in the middle of your head. So, <laughs> Which you frequent. I do. I do frequent clubs a lot. <laughs> now, let me ask you, in these clubs... Are teenagers often killed and kidnapped? Uh, yeah, that's the only ones I go to. The ones that have like <laughs> multiple, multiple pool tables, video games, and soda bars, and underage people. Yeah, just random under. Like, I guess like India is really happening for the kids, man. India's for the kids. That's India's the, for the that's kids. The, uh, yeah, that's that's the, what you took out of this. That's movie. the cutaway. <laughs> India's for the kids. India's for the kids. <laughs> you know. Uh, so let's before we get into the movie, let's talk about the freaking uh, name power behind it. Oh yeah, this That's is we talked about. It's starring Chris Hemsworth. He's yeah. I think he's one of three characters in the movie. It's and, him, uh, the kid, and the other guy, Sanju. <laughs> yeah, Sanju. Um, and so Chris Hemsworth stars in it. It's written and produced by Chris Russo, or is it Joe Russo? Uh, I, let me see. It's not Anthony Russo. It's the other one. So it's Joe Russo. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah it, my, it's written. It's no, it's written by, by Joe Russo, Russo, based on a graphic right. novel. Uh, by yeah. So Joe Russo did it all. It's kind of surprising that it's based on a graphic novel. But because the uh... Ciudad C I U D A D. Ciudad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and who directed it? Was his name Chris Hawthorne or something? Uh, like Sam Hargrave. <laughs> you are on fire. Equally generic, I'll take yeah. it. Sam Hargrave. That, that does sound I'm like an action. It sounds like another action movie like name. Like even, yeah, like a throwaway, like an action movie throwaway name. Even like, uh, which is appropriate because he's a, a pretty prolific stunt chore- choreographer. Yeah, he's been. I saw that he did this. The um. The stunts for the Marvel movies. Yes, he did. Well, right now on IMDb, if you look him up, the things he's known for is Endgame, Infinity Wars, Civil War, and the Avengers. So that's pretty Does big. Was he on for Winter Soldier? Uh, hold on. He's also do, he also did Deadpool two, Atomic Blonde, Thor. Ragnar- oh, he did. Uh, he was a featured gladiator in Thor. He did. Suicide Squad, additional photography. He was the, so in the Atomic Blonde is big because yeah. I had a lot of good fight choreography. He did. He was a stunt double for. He was a stunt double for Chris Evans in Winter Soldier. He in Hunger Games part marking marking uh, mocking Jay part one. And yeah, yeah, the uh, Spike Jones AI movie with Joaquin Phoenix and Scarlett Johansson. So that's where he stands. I did not know that was a Spike Jones movie. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, he that's some that was some big credits under his belt, you know. And uh, with, so that puts us in a similar situation to you know one of the best action movies that come out in the last decade, uh, the John Wick movies, where you have a stunt di- a coordinator going behind the camera, right, and uh, straight up directing the movie. And you have a similar result, I think, right? Yeah. Where you have it's amazing action that is you know. Is it groundbreaking? I mean, after John Wick, you know, everyone's playing out of that book. But I think it matches the level that that I think it escal- John is on. I think it escalates on. pretty good. Escalates, because, I yeah. Think, yeah. Because like with John Wick, it's a lot of good like hand to hand in the on the ground, you know, feet on the pavement kind of style action. This had some pretty wild car chases. 
that like it looked like one continuous shot where we're going in and out of cars and all this other kind of cool shit with very little CGI until they crashed that truck. Yeah, that was like jarring how the whole scene was seamless until that one really bad moment of CGI. Yeah, it's like, ugh. <laughs> they let their like yeah. uh, kid cousin like, edit that one part. They're like, all right, go ahead. Yeah. Add something to it. <laughs> I mean, I do, uh, I yeah, do get it because it looked like they did actually like kind of film in the streets of India. Where it's like, they can't just do shit mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, it's very tight. Lots of, but you know, it's interesting though because the the rest of the movie seems like it's got a deep. How what was the budget on this guy? It seems like it's pretty well produced. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to look you know? up. Then, yeah, yeah. And then that explosion just throws me off completely. But um, yeah, it's got it's. I because when then I saw who produced it, I was like, all right, that makes sense. Why it's, you know, they definitely brought out some quality cameras for this. But uh, yeah, the action I would it would it escalates it in the way that. It is stylized like John Wick, mm-hmm. and it is uh, it is shot well like John Wick. It's clear but complex choreography, and it has like a lot of brutal moments that just uh, make you just like out loud just go ooh, you know, like like those those are the that's what I look for in a, in an action movie, and this movie had all of it. All right, um, I, I know. I the... will say that again. I'm sorry, I know the budget. I'll give go you. Ahead, I'll ahead. give you an over under. Do okay. you think it's over a hundred million or under a hundred million? I would think it's under. Okay, it is. It is. It's sixty-five million dollars. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, and probably most of that's just for paying Chris uh, Chris Hemsworth. It's actually most of it is spoiler to get David Harbour to like just do one thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> Netflix's boy <laughs> David Harbour shows up in this. Yeah, seriously, he's he, yeah he's a team he's team Netflix all the way. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah. I'm but, I'm in a Marvel uh, movie and I'm on Netflix. Like, all right, I could do this. I could swing by India real quick. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I think that's appropriate because you know you could I would compare it to something as far as production value to the Deadpool movies. Yeah, and uh, and you know it this seems like it's. It relied less on, you know, say the special effects for like superpowers and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, and kind of put it more into camera yeah. uh, work, you know, and editing and paying Chris Hemsworth. And so, <laughs> but I, I'm sure Hemsworth took a cut when he's working with the Russo bros. Yeah, you know? I, I feel like he's like probably the most like reasonable one to be like, hey, you want to come do this movie? And he's like, of course, bro, of course. But like, but like, Chris Evans is like, I'm not doing action anytime soon. Yeah, he said it was exhausting. uh, Hemsworth. Uh, So I don't know if he will be either after this one. He's a but like we said before, like he's a he's extremely versatile for the guy who like on paper when you look at him and everything, like oh this guy is just a one note action guy. He's good in everything he does. Like, I mean, I haven't seen Men in Black, yeah, and it's, but I, I think he's done pretty well. Yeah, I think a lot of it comes from his just charisma and likability, yeah. you know? Kind of a, uh, like a Will Smith, Chris Evans kind of charm to him, where, you know, he, he maybe he's not the greatest uh, actor, but you, you still can get behind his characters because you like him. Right. You know? Uh, even, even the other characters are like, you know, your name's Tyler Rake, that's 
Like, that's <laughs> dumb. No, we're not calling you that because we know you're Chris Hemsworth, you know? <laughs> and uh, I, he reminds you of, like, a Scarlett Johansson. Oh. Where, um, yeah, where, you know, you can look at him and typecast him as, like, you know, all looks. But, you know, and granted, that is appropriate because he is smoking. He's a good-looking right? bro. But, uh, yeah, oh, man. But, um, you know, there, there, I feel like there is some substance under there. Same with Chris Evans, you know, where um, he's, he's, of course, Chris Evans, God bless him. You know, it's very easy to look at him and just be like, mm, what a baby-faced hunk. That guy's probably <laughs> talentless. But, you know, he's he's an actor. He's a legit actor. And uh, and, and I think uh, the, it, they, when the Marvel movies, the downside of them is that, you know, when you're put in those positions and, and with those characters, you don't get to flex too much. And so Thor, I think, is one of those characters, at least in, you know, half the movies that he's in, which are the first two Avengers movies, the first two Thor movies, where he doesn't really get a chance to shine right. in many ways. He just looks the part, you know. And then in Ragnarok, he finally gets to uh, show his comedy chops, you know, and then in Infinity War and Endgame as well, you know, but, uh, and so this is, I mean, this does, does this show in another side or like another range for Chris Hemsworth? Not really. So I don't, maybe I don't really know what I was talking about, but. <laughs> no, I think, I think, I think <laughs> it does. Uh, um, more ass. I think, I think it just adds to uh, just like another, another feather in the hat for Chris Hemsworth. Cause we know he could do. Now we know he could do comedy. He could do uh, action, but we we don't know if he could do like dramatic stuff yet. But you probably get the chance to. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, but then like, but but if you look at it, if you you do these two things where it's mostly timing, and then you go, then you you kind of do like a like a relative translation to it. Like he could probably do really well at dramatic stuff because, like, if you look at like comedians are very good at being dramatic actors because they know their timing. They know what like emotion they have to kind of go and how to play off other people's emotion. And I think with Hemsworth, he's, he's, he's in that line. Like, I think he could either do, he could either commit a hundred percent towards like action comedy or continue on this path of kind of bouncing around role to role to like, see what he's all about. Right. I mean, I feel like anybody that's been in a Marvel in as many Marvel movies as the Avengers, mm have the money to bounce around. Yeah. They don't know? have to worry about stuff now. Like, yeah, like, you don't have to worry about, like, oh, I, maybe I should stick more to action comedy because that's more, uh, that's, that's more, that's where I, my, that's where the, the, where the fucking uh, audiences, or, like, the te- the polls show that I'm most successful or whatever. Like, you could do anything. Right. You could go anywhere and if it can bust. It can fail tremendously and he's fine. He had fun doing it. You yeah. Know? If he never does an action movie again, like he'll be okay, and that's his prerogative, you know. He's earned that position. Exactly. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the one like an actor who who'd start out like, because there there have been people who've done that who they they've started out on one side and be like, I'm just gonna do this from now on. Like, even like the Caprio now, like yeah, yeah. the Rock <laughs> doing all those serious movies. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, I'll just be the Rock now. But like now, if you look at the Caprio, like how he did Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where he was like a goof the whole movie. Like, it's just, like, a completely mm-hmm. different side of him. And I think, like, yeah, I think Hemsworth could... I don't know if he's going to win an Oscar anytime soon, but uh, <laughs> he could be... I mean, fuck it, he could. Right, you know, right movie, 
so one of these uh these directors like go like that's my guy right there boom right to the top scarlet win best supporting actress for jojo no i don't think she won no, i don't think she won any of her uh her nominations. nominations yeah um i it's think a damn shame. but she but like she had an oscar year in 2018 between marriage story and uh jojo rabbit yeah like so she definitely you know what is is went from movies like you know lucy which is like black widow with superpowers and uh and she's taking her success and using it to explore titles that she actually wants to do uh, and so if Chris Hemsworth wants to do movies like this, I'm all for it because he kicked so much ass in this movie. <laughs> it was bananas. Like, they, I mean, I will say that the action is kind of front loaded. You know, you get two really, really great scenes. And then after that, it kind of, right. it, it, they, I don't think the movie like, uh, I don't think the movie tops that. I think it really peaks around that car chase. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, you kind of get. Uh, they kind of put in these like, uh, yeah, because it's it's like a car chase, and then like two seconds to catch your breath, and then it's like going through all the, uh, the uh, the the apartments, and then like the apartments, yeah, yeah. and you kind of like cutting through corners and shit, and that whole like uh, where he throws a kid off the roof, and, <laughs> and like, and then then he goes into the the sewer, and that's like kind of like the final like respite of that action sequence because it's just so much at a time and then then after he uh yeah after him and david harbour have a fight scene which is crazy to say you know thinking about it <laughs> but uh they have this fight and then uh and yeah then it's the, then it's the final like showdown where it's you know they got to go past like a town and then over a bridge and then they basically kill an entire army of people it was it was wild yeah a wild ride yeah i think i think the gap between the epic car chase apartment like 11 minute long take scene mm -hmm. to the finale is really long though yeah and you know it it's served on purpose like yeah you you get a little backstory for not a little backstory but you get a little little sympathy for saju you know you get um you, you you know he talks about his son and, and and whatever, and you get the David Harbor stuff. Although it's not like that fight scene was anything, you know, to write home about. It, it felt weird that David Harbor tried to like match like technique with, uh, Hemsworth, where he should have just kind of tried to overpower him. It's like use his like size. The arm. Yeah, it's like David Harbor's a big boy. Like he should be throwing like like haymakers. Not like yeah, I agree. triangle locks and all that shit. Yeah, I, I agree with that, for sure. I mean, hey, it didn't work for him. I'm killed. Yeah, it did. So, oh. Left, left him open. Spoiler Whatever. Spoiler alert. Yeah. This movie's on yeah, Netflix. Go watch it. <laughs> what do you got going on? Nothing. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Although, it, it was funny, because uh, the movie starts off in India, and my mom's just like, oh my god, India, yeah! <laughs> My people, and then a kid gets shot, and another kid gets kidnapped in the first five minutes. And she's like, "Ooh, this isn't good." <laughs> she just comes, comes right back. Down. Yeah, and then like she's like, "Oh, Bangladesh!" Like, yeah, I don't know why she's excited about Bangladesh. My sister's boyfriend's from Bangladesh, so oh, that's like, cool. Um, so like, my sister was excited about that, and then it's the kids getting thrown off roofs. <laughs> <laughs> Little children getting thrown off roofs, <laughs> which was crazy. 
And he did. <laughs> I was just like, oh no. And then, um, and then my mom's just like, all right, it's okay, it's okay. You know what? The boy's Indian. The good character is still Indian. And then Saju kills the Chris Hemsworth's whole team. And yeah. like, oh god. Oh man. Like, oh, well, this is a bad look. <laughs> I like that they didn't make him like comically like evil. It's like, like they could have they could have really like kind of messed up with messed them up. But like they kept them like that's how like was it like uh yeah just I like, I can't like I can't believe like you're introduced to the main villain as he has his henchman throw a kid off a roof. That's just bonkers to me. Like, who would be like that's Joe? That's Joe Russo goes from having one of the most heartfelt moments of all comic book movies, where on your left cap, have everyone come in this mm. big, this big moment to, I'm gonna throw this kid off his fucking roof. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they definitely weren't like shooting for um, an Oscar worthy script here right yeah i feel like they were definitely like let's try to make john wick for netflix and they wrote the script appropriate for that what, what i like to imagine is like they have everything kind of going bob Iger calls up joe russo like hey i'm gonna stop by the step today you know just kind of touch base see any like new disney projects you guys are like oh yeah cool cool and then first thing bob Iger sees as he walks on set his little kid getting tossed off a roof he's like i'm just i'm just gonna retire as disney ceo and get as far away from this as possible. <laughs> yeah, right. It, I mean, this. It's, I mean, this movie is definitely not a movie. Um, like this is a this is a movie that it needs Netflix. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. And it, it probably needed it probably needed the Russos too, honestly. But you know, it needed Netflix, or else this movie wouldn't happen. But and even 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 though it's definitely like one of the better Netflix movies out there. I don't think it would have ha- it would have been as right now it's still the number one movie in, in the US on Netflix. It's very right. successful right now. But that obviously wouldn't have happened without the quarantine. No <laughs> It's well it's like the same thing with like Tiger King. It's like the only reason why people watch it is because there's yeah. nothing going on. Like Right, yeah. It, it it's they're they're like I hate to say that they're taking advantage of their circumstance, but you know, they were dealt a good hand in this where they have a captive audience. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think the movie would have come out when it came out regardless, but it just got kind of lucky that, that it did yeah. come out at this time. But you know what? That's good because the action in this movie is so good that, you know, it deserves to be successful. And, and if we get more action movies that are up to this standard, yeah. then no, yeah, um, you know, all the better. It is good. Act- it is very good action. And like, well, like, yeah, we when uh, yeah, I was kind of, I'm always skeptical with Netflix movies because like with Six Underground and that bag of shit that it was, oh, like you kind of, you kind of like go like, all right, well, are they gonna be careful with this? Like, how are they gonna do? And then now seeing it, it was only sixty five million dollars, which was I think a hundred million dollars less than Six Underground. They had no stars in it except for Chris Hemsworth. I'm pretty sure maybe the the Indian cast was. Probably big in in uh, in India. I'm not too sure about that because that's not you know a, a market I know too well. But uh, mm-hmm. you know they they seem to kind of they knew what worked. Whereas like focus on Hemsworth, focus on the kid. Oh, got a thing going off there. Oh well. Uh, but uh, but yeah, they 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 knew kind of like all right, this is what it's gonna be. Let's not do any like. Let's not try to ham fist the message in there somehow. Try to like 
get some like random wokeness in like it's just all murder all the time <laughs> yeah but the diff- i think six underground wasn't focused enough no yeah you know like it had no focus like that movie was an absolute mess um whereas this movie seemed definitely like you know it was a very simple plot but it was followed they followed it well you know it didn't completely you know fly off the rails you know everything uh you know they kept it ground yeah yeah you know? and uh and the characters i think were uh, were they act, they acted appropriately mm-hmm. and the movie and the action was shot infinitely better you could actually see it like let's talk about the first fight scene which was him in that uh in that safe house where the kid was oh yeah where he like he like mowed through that uh it, it rem- you know what it reminded me of the um the movie the the Th- the Thailand movie we watched uh was it uh in- we own the night or um the one with the guys from the raid with the what movie that we watched the oh oh, oh yeah, yeah 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 the night the night comes for us the night comes for us yeah I always say we own the night or it's it's the yeah it's the one with the uh oh, god damn it. Yeah, you know what I the mean. The raid guys. The raid guys, <laughs> who are gonna be in the new Mortal Kombat movie, uh, and uh, it's it, like they they have like a, a standoff in an apartment where like they had a group, and then the group was like taking on a whole like army of people, and it kind of re- reminded me of that, and then uh, but yeah, but this was just more this was less brutal but more like effective, you know? Yeah, it was like less gory. Yeah, but. But yeah, I agree. But like, I felt the hits harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and it's funny because when that scene started and he's like sitting outside that building, I'm thinking like, does this guy think he's inconspicuous? <laughs> he's uh, like an eight foot tall Australian man in the middle of Bangladesh. <laughs> yeah. Like he is so he stands out like a sore thumb. And then when he starts fighting, you can see he's like taking like full advantage of that, like tossing around these little brown men. Like it's imperialist. <laughs> it's like when he <laughs> like fights he fights the children. He's just like slapping them around. <laughs> And like kicking yeah. him. <laughs> oh my god! Like, yeah. Yeah, he he has some great great. Uh, there's some great pieces that you know, not a lot of blood squirting everywhere, but hard hitting. Like yeah, he, there's one where he kicks a table and it like like just goes straight into a guy's oh, face. Oh yeah, or, that... or he like throws a guy at, like through a brick wall and it's and like his face is like he goes to the face a lot. Yeah, like, he he, or, put, he, he pushes like, that guy's uh, eyes the into, guy's the, face into the rake. Into a rake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like, I I know we've mentioned it before, where you don't have to have blood spilling everywhere to have it effective. You just have to kind of like act like it's effective. Like, I the, yeah. I kind of realized there was not a lot of music in this movie, so they didn't like have any like mm. big musical like swells or like keys where it's like dun 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 face of the rake. And the, but it was like, right? You saw kind of like this like turn away, and like you're like, oh shit, like that was harsh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and they, it's a nice thing where they they speed up the action mm. so that and they they show it to you. They show you things that other movies would turn away from, but they show it very fast. And then they edit the sound really well so that you hear it right when you need to hear the impact. Mm-hmm. And they cut away right after that. I and like so. It's it's like they they did something that I that I hate that that I normally hate in movies. They didn't do it in this. Which like the like that arm break move where they're like. Someone puts out a gun and they do like the and it snaps their arm. Like they'll do it like twenty five times in a oh, movie, yeah. and like ah, who cares? 
where this was the like, yeah I, I know the move well yeah. <laughs> i think they did like in mission impossible for, like four like 17 times in one scene it's like ethan's only move but... yeah a lot of a lot of arm attacks <laughs> yeah <laughs> he, no he, he it was a great like mix of like just straight uh martial arts knife fighting gun fighting and uh and some solid like wrestling too mm-hmm. like when when he when he took somebody down like he it was actually really really uh cool how he was able to like they showed up how he was able to quickly like like twist the guy and get into a, a dominant position either shoot him in the head or like just knock him out or break his neck or something exactly it was awesome like, I think Chris... he was the most deadly when he had a pistol and was like getting like up close <laughs> and personal with the pistol right like they should like chris Hemsworth unfortunately should not lose any hand-to-hand combat against anybody in that movie he is like Mm-mm. just like and this might sound a little wrong but like he's too well nourished to actually def- to be taken down by like somebody who's grown up in the slums like <laughs> these people are out there starving and he's like coming in like oh, just eight forty-five like grilled chicken patties like like he's yo, they don't know what they don't know what blood sugar is over there. So <laughs> he's like, eat this protein <laughs> bar. Your blood sugar is low, and the kid takes one bite. Like this is this is no thank you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but you know it that that whole that whole quote unquote you know extraction scene was awesome, and then uh, what it leads up to though, which is the next, which I think the best scene of the movie. Like it does the scene justifies the movie being made is the car chase scene oh. that leads into the apartment building scene. Oh my god. It is such like maybe one of the my favorite action scene of this year so far. Absolutely. I mean, it's not saying much, but Yeah, I mean, no no movies. We haven't seen it. We haven't gotten to see anything. Well, Birds of Prey but, came um, uh, uh, Well, that's true. Birds of Prey had some good action. He that's helped true. Uh, the director on this scene. helped on Birds of Prey too. Like, cause they had, oh, there you go. yeah, they brought in the job, like they brought in a couple of guys to help with the action and like they, they kind of worked well with, uh, Kathy Ann, the director of Birds of Prey where they didn't like kind of overstep their, their, their bounds. So that's why yeah. you could tell certain, like, uh, the chase through like, uh, the Gotham marketplace is kind of like mm-hmm. this a little bit like way muted. Yeah. And like the scene where they're all fighting together yeah. is, uh. You know, shot very well, but like, yeah, a little toned down. Yeah. There was one th- in this one. I, I really like that the camera, that the cameraman seemed to be in the back seat. Yeah. You know? And uh, they it, it handled like the shaky cam very very well, where it wasn't actually shaky, but it, it but it definitely seemed like a guy following them. Yeah, I don't not, like. I don't think they had any like room in the the sets that they had to have like a legit camera set up to do like a like a very still yeah, like very, a dolly and stuff exactly i think they had basically like it hooked up on a guy and he was just like running with them and but but it's like a still like a steady cam so it wasn't all like jostly yeah my sister and i would joke about how some of the, during some of the the higher stunts like when uh Hemsworth and Saju throw themselves off a building. It's like god that poor cameraman just threw himself off with them to get the <laughs> yeah. shot that's <laughs> So like when like during all these uh all the uh, during the car chase it was awesome because they're driving through these very very narrow streets mm-hmm. and uh and, and he would they would turn and then you just and the camera turns really really well with it and you just see a car coming up to them for that impact 
Yeah. And it, it is it works really, really well. Yeah. And I compare it to Gemini Man. Okay. Um, which I watched that that did something similar in the streets of Spain, but not as well. Wow. Where we don't really yeah, hear too many positive things well. about Gemini Man. <laughs> well, for this scene, uh, it involves Will Smith chasing on a motorcycle, chasing down Will Smith on a motorcycle. Whoa. And uh, yeah. Whoa. Whoa. And uh, he's driving through crowded streets, but he like slows down before every turn. Hmm. And he like, yeah, and like he like, you know, stops so that he doesn't hit people and whatever. And in this movie, it is, a, it is, you, you get, I, I got a rush because he's driving so fast during these streets that are so crowded mm-hmm. and there's so many people and like being, and it really felt like you were in the car with them. Yeah. Whereas the, you know, and, and it up until he they they do hit Saju uh, Saju's car and then get out and then boom. I mean, and and granted, the 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 hidden cuts are are telegraphed. You can yeah. tell where it cuts, away, but it doesn't break it for me. For no, me it yeah. doesn't like it, there's somewhere like it kind of it, feels turn into like it feels natural. Those like that air like when they kind of turn the camera so they could get the cuts in. It's like you go like okay like yeah like that that seems realistic yeah well like for for example it'll be like someone uh like Hemsworth will like will like like look look over his shoulder and then the cameraman would turn in that direct would like kind of turn really quickly in that direction but the corner they looked in is dark so you can hide a cut there yeah but it's natural that the camera would go in that direction Mm -hmm. so you know it's okay that you missed that it's okay that you noticed it because you know it felt natural yeah because um with like one shots, like the the trick is to kind of catch something to then follow the focus. So when you like when like Hemsworth turns his head and that's like to fo- like it follows his head, so it catches that corner he looks at, and that like he, like yeah. in uh, other in other movies and TV shows when they try that they like pass it off to like another character. So you'll see like like I I kind of like it uh, like some for some reason the Scrubs always comes to mind where like you'll pass by mm. like Zach Braff will like walk by and then like Doctor Cox will walk by and then. Turk will walk by and like you gotta go like okay well you're catching different people and my hands are going absolutely insane right now <laughs> as Matt could see on the camera just for our just, audience <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like it's it, it it's good because it, at that point you could kind of set your main target which would be Chris Hemsworth at this time or Zach Braff at that time if you're watching Scrubs like because you move off them so much. And then when you come back around, it doesn't seem like you just go like, all right, stop where you are and wait till we come back. It's like, no, you, you keep setting, you keep, everybody keeps setting. Everyone has like these specific spots they have to hit. And it's, and when you think about high speed car chases being in one shot, like it's just out of, out of mind crazy. Yeah. They, Cause there are so many moving pieces mm-hmm. in the car chase. You know, like there, there's people like Saju's like shooting uh, tires out, like throwing cars over. Like he was, a, he was a wrecking ball. And to get that shot and then turn back and stay in the car that Chris Emsworth's in, and it, it is so difficult. That is so crazy to do. I and, like, uh, I like that it was uh, the the that whole like car chase was accented by two people getting hit by cars, one lightly and one really yeah. hard. <laughs> really hard and they both lived yeah. <laughs> he got folded up, like he got folded up in half 
after he got hit by a truck. Crumpled. <laughs> like what the hell? He fall- even the car he flew into folded in half. Right. You know. <laughs> and he's and he just limps away. He just walks it off. I swear to God. And they go. They he put. Was, yeah, they like, both wear like little slings on their arm. Like this will help me out. <laughs> yeah. On, the, on their arm, and that's supposed to like make up for it. Good lord. <laughs> and then uh, Hemsworth too. He just gets shot like four times. Once in the neck. Mm-hmm. And then are we to believe that he, that's him at the end of the, at the edge of the pool at the end? Oh yeah, he's. I I think you know what the thing is. It's just setting up a sequel. Like if it if it does if it didn't hit, they don't have to worry about anything. It's just a person in the background. He's dead. But if it yeah. hits, like, which I think it is, it's hitting pretty well. Like people are like, there's been a lot of positive reviews about it, and I Good. think yeah, like Chris Stuckman gave it a review. He's like, this is normally something I don't, I know I won't like, but. He was he was all about it on his review. Let's oh, see. Don't. Yeah, let's see what uh, Roddy Toddy has to say. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I, that's what I call him. It's like Roddy Toddy's. Uh, <laughs> Who else called it that? Is no, it just I you? I honestly think it's just me. Uh, <laughs> everyone, comment in. Who <laughs> what do you call Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah, right. What's your nickname for the for the fan aggregate Rotten Tomatoes? <laughs> uh, let's see. It's not even on. What the hell? Oh man. Oh, it's not on Roddy. Oh, let me, wow. Yeah. It's a it's a rare miss by uh, Roddy Toddy's there. Yeah, I suppose. But uh, yeah, but, but yeah, it it's uh, it's action is absolutely it, that this movie knocks the action out of the water. Um, I put it up there with John Wick. Oh, it's got a 63 right now. 63? 63, yeah. And it's a a 63 critic and a 70 audience. Okay. Yeah, and there's about 100... uh, It's it's 110 critic reviews and uh, 1,400 audience reviews. So I think this is going to get a sequel. Extraction 2. For a Netflix Netflix B-movie. Yeah. You know... That's that's really good. And also for the low cost that it was for sixty five million dollars. Yeah, that's yeah. true. You could you yeah, could definitely could bang those out. Yeah, you could definitely if you even raise it by like ten million dollars, it'll make it with that same idea with the crew kind of just you could have so much better like such a better like movie too. Mm-hmm. Extraction mm-hmm. from space for sure. Maybe you can get some uh, good writing in it because yeah. I'm surprised. That where so where this movie falls, this is not a surprise to me that the movie, where the movie falls is its writing and its characters. What's surprising to me is that the Russos did that. Yeah, well, I don't think they wrote the Avengers. I think they had like a, they definitely had a team for that. Like I think, but I know like, uh, uh, sorry, but yeah, like. Uh, this is this is, I think they they wrote like you me and Dupree or some shit like that like. Oh. Yeah. Let's see who wrote Avengers. Oh, screenplay by Christopher Marcus. For which which Avengers? Uh, he did Endgame, Infinity War, uh, Captain America: First Avenger, Winter Soldier, and Civil War. And wow. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, so maybe 
So maybe it. All right. So maybe I'm confusing their directorial prowess with a. Uh, I think they do like with the writing prowess, stage action. Not there. Yeah, dialogue is completely different. They're not good with dialogue. I don't think. I think they know that like they just no. kind of like their their dialogue is just passing dialogue. Yeah. Right. It doesn't really serve too much of a purpose. Right. They give they give Chris Hemsworth character a backstory. Um, of the generic variety. You know, oh, my son died, and I, and I was a soldier, and my wife left me. My my wife but, left. Uh, my son is dead. I have guns. They may or may not have a relationship with my boss. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to know more about her. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, she kind of rolled up with a bazooka, so she, she's good to go. Yeah, seriously, she rolled up with the, she rolled up with a bazooka. She sniped out the colonel. Yeah, like she through the she did the through the eye she's thing. She killed a, a thief at the end. Huh? Yeah, she killed she killed the dude through the eye. Yeah, the classic sniper oh. move. And she killed the home at the urinal too. <laughs> Mid P, you know that was that was a big big power move right there. He's yeah, at a, he's at a TGI Fridays. He's having a good time. She just rolls in, plop. Pow pow. <laughs> and then and then she double taps him at the end too. <laughs> yeah, she's awesome. I'd like to know more about her. Yeah, even and, though she uh, she created and, a power also, vacuum in that that town. Oof, it's not good. Oh, uh, that's yeah. They definitely destabilized that. Yeah. Like, who's the police force answering to now? What are they going to actually do? Like, they going to dispense justice? I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe like uh, Elvis, like tank top Elvis. So his his sidekick maybe is gonna take power. Yeah, yeah, or, or uh, Scarface. Uh, oh, the little, the little kid who cut off his finger. Who cut off his finger and then got the killing blow on Chris Hemsworth? That made me so mad. Yeah, that's how you're gonna. That's how you're gonna set up. You're gonna do it like five years in the future where he's the new king of uh, that town, and then he's gonna be like, yeah. "Oh, I'm okay now. I'm like, <laughs> I'm back." Ba boom. I have a scar on my neck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, biggie. It got rid of that dumb and, uh, tattoo yeah. on my neck that they just stopped showing like midway through the movie. Yeah. <laughs> he just gave up on that shit. <laughs> he took it he took when he took a shower at David Harbour's place, it's like he just wiped it off. It's like ah oh, it's gone. <laughs> it all came off. It all yeah. came off. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, no. how do you compare this movie to John Wick? Well, I think John Wick... Because John Wick also, the the writing and, and plot is not what you go there for. I But honestly, like, John Wick is one of these movies... And I've, and I've told you, like, I've watched John Wick 2 with no sound. And it still is really, like, captivating and, like, you're, you're paying attention more to the surroundings. But John Wick was able to build a world with nothing. And you're like, oh, this shit's super interesting. Like, you go to, like, the, the Continental and you're like... Oh, there's a deeper world than this. Oh shit! Like, it's like yeah, they're saying some pretty like boilerplate shit. Like everything is very standard. But you're like, I kind of want to see what else they have. And then in John Wick Two, it's it it, got, it built up on that. It had like the like the deeper council and all that nonsense. And then in John Wick Three, where it was just like story through action, you're like, okay, like this is they 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 have some sort of like key to what makes this work where they're not trying to take themselves super seriously but still like take the but they respect their audience enough not to like talk down to them and i think that's... yeah by john wick three 
they fully embraced their universe and were, it was almost like a fantasy universe. Yeah. You know, like a, like an alternate underground version of the world exactly. where all yeah. these people exist, yeah, uh, but which it, was very, very interesting. And it was also very closed off because they weren't in public places. Huh? Like, like John Wick 3 was very closed off. Like it was in, just like in their world. Like if you, it wasn't like they go like in uh, like how in John Wick Two where they're like running through like the subway stations when you're like oh well how does this get, how do they get by like this how do they get by that but this is just like they're in the Continental they're in uh, Halle Berry's house and then they're in over like so they kind of like control that area yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and this movie definitely uh, feels like it's in the real world ish yeah ish it feels like there's like they're two super powered humans in the real world yeah which i don't know if that makes it better or worse um but i feel like it does put a different tone on the action hmm. okay i i think you know i feel like john would mm-hmm. oh i'm sorry i think with having that in such a crowded uh area of the of the world it kind of like gave it this weird it was claustrophobic, and you're like, I hope no one else gets hurt. Because they also didn't show, like, any other civilians getting hurt. It just, all, like, the army guys and the police just got, like, mowed down. Except so, the boy who got thrown off the building. And him, too, yeah. He had it coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he stole the money. He did. I don't think he did, though. Farhad wouldn't lie. <laughs> <laughs> too much honor in that kid. He'll shoot you in the throat, mm-hmm. but he won't shoot, he won't stab you in the back. Nah, man. He cut his own finger off. He got, he's, got, he's got pride. He got slapped hard. <laughs> he yeah. got backhanded, yeah, right? Yeah, he got bitch slapped. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, he's let out like a squeal. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. All, all those <laughs> yeah. kids. Uh, he kicked one kid in the leg so hard he flew 20 feet to the that was awesome, dude. I was, I was like, yo, fuck those kids, fuck them up. You hear me? Like they're trying to kill you. They got guns and shit. Beat he, their ass. He told them to piss off at the end. He's like, oh, piss off. Like that's the ultimate indignity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. From an Aussie too. Uh, all right. Um, it's about forty-five minutes in. Uh, you want to give this movie oh. a grade? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'll give it a. Uh, I'm thinking. Thinking a, a six. Yeah, so it was a six. six and a half, six. All right, cool. Yeah, movie man cool, six cool, cool. right there. I was thinking a six. Yeah, because I think, and I think five of those points come from the action, and then one just comes from Chris Hemsworth being a being a swell dude. And yeah. another a and, half uh, a point for slapping kids in the face. <laughs> hell yeah! Yeah, and that's it. And that, but and that's it. Yep. It's all the movie is. It's amazing, sweet, dope action. Chris Hemsworth being a swell dude slapping kids in the face. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Also, so uh, yeah. yeah, dope, dope shirt though. Like distress, distress button downs are the way to go. That's that's how it is. Yeah, he was rocking it. If you he could pull so it off, good. pull it off. That's what I'm saying. You know, uh, that's yeah. That's good advice. That's yeah. good advice. Find out first if you can. Yeah, and then exactly. If you can, do it. Yeah, you know? go for it. That's that's the way to be. It's like this loose kind of like, yeah. hey, I'm kind of. I'm kind of here to party, but I'm also here to kick your ass, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it was like, it had a nice, like, it fit well. You could tell he had a lot going on under the hood, <laughs> but it wasn't, like, obnoxiously tight. He wasn't you showing know? off, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it had a bit of, like, functionality to it, yeah. you know. It, it was wasn't, like, the, like 
it wasn't like The Rock who's just wearing like tight shirts and khakis. Like this is actually he's like, like Under Armour and cargo pants. Yep. Yeah. He's like, I might scrape my arms on some uh, loose bricks, so I'm gonna wear some long sleeves. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, maybe I could take this off and use it as as a tourniquet or a mask if need be. Yeah. Or take yeah, the sleeves and strangle a dude. <laughs> Yeah, then. yeah, yeah, yeah. For him, more, more likely a strangled device. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think uh, it's it's a movie mayhem six. Um, and I think that if you have the hour and a half and to watch this on Netflix, then you definitely should. Yeah, especially if if you're a fan of action, it be, it's a must watch. Yeah, it is. It is a good. It's a sure. get. Once you get past all the talking points, it's a it's a good time. Like the David yeah. Harbor stuff is kind of stupid in itself because it's so like. It's like that. I've got two days to retirement. I've got, I got kids. I got the, oh, they're gonna kill my wife kind of whole thing. It's like, okay, it's like we know. It's like when we saw him, we're like, yeah. okay, yeah, he's gonna turn on him. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, he just showed up. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it was, it was, it was. It didn't smell right from the beginning. Yeah. Of that that whole scene. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but fine. You know, as I'm saying, it doesn't. It's not, it's not a, you know, it's not every second you're at the edge of your seat, but when it cranks it up, it turns it to 11. Yeah. 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 hundred percent on that. So, 100% so, uh, so we have a little, we have a little bit of extra time there, Brian. We do. We have a little bit of extra time. And since uh, last time we spoke, I said that our season premiere would be a vaunted tradition of the movie man podcast something that you kind of you kind of set your year to it's kind of like this is the peak oh, yes. the pinnacle of the year uh but unfortunately we're people still buy to, people buy tostitos for this man <laughs> and they do we have sponsors in. lining up they're ready to come in yeah <laughs> we got to climb the ladder cut the nets uh <laughs> but you know we're we're probably going to be in quarantine for maybe another couple weeks or so uh, mm-hmm. if anything, like we're trying to be responsible with it. We're not going to go rush like n- nonsense people here. Uh, but I right. did, I did happen to, uh, pick and seed our 2020 director's tournament and I'll put in the music <laughs> here. <laughs> I'll put in that bulls theme like from the, cause apparently the bulls documentary is wild. So. The Bulls documentary? The the new one ESPN has out about Jordan, like The Last Dance, I think it's called. Really? Yeah, apparently it's it's a 10-part documentary, and wild as all hell. 10 parts, wow. It's a lot. I mean, knowing more about Jordan is probably going to make me like him more, so sure, <laughs> I'll check that out. <laughs> all right, so here, get my papers out. Here we go. So obviously, in a way the doc, uh, document, in a way a tournament works, in the way we've been doing it, uh, we do four brackets of eight eight combatants in each bracket. Uh, the first the first seed plays the eight seed, and as it goes, the higher seeds play the lower seeds. <clears throat> so in the first seed, which will go to I guess the Verizon wildest seed. That's we'll, we'll just give you know we'll give the con- the companies a little plug. So the Ver- yeah. the Verizon division we have at the number one seed. A guy who went, I think, to the finals last year, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, he uh, is going up against a guy that we uh, we watched. Uh, I think we did two of his movies, and the way he kind of hit midway with us 
It's uh, Ari Aster, director of Hereditary oh, yeah. and uh, Midsummer. So that's a little horror. That one's going to be a uh, that one's going to be a contested point yes. for Ari. Uh, next, we have the two seed Spike Lee. Always a he's always a, a feisty competitor. He's a uh, you know he's got some good shit going on. You got something for you to watch and talk about. Yep, uh, he's going up against uh, rel- a newcomer to our division, uh, our our tournament, uh, Lulu Wang, who directed The Farewell, Aquafina's. Uh, movie that she wrote about her grandmother who passed away oh i gotta check that out yep it's uh it's very good you know a lot of good stuff a lot of a lot of subtle messages a lot of you know it's, it's good stuff good good stuff so that's gonna be a, a nice competition okay. okay yeah uh next we have another one this is this is a heavy division uh alfonso curan who directed uh roma who was i think he won best director <clears throat> last year so he's in it against the three billboard man himself Martin McDonough. Mm. McDonough. <laughs> McDonough. Uh, and then the final, the four and the five seeds, uh, a little bit of Marvel madness going on. I, I tried to kind of do, I tried to, you know, you know me, I like to do a marquee matchups. Not saying that the other yeah. ones aren't marquee, but I think this one's pretty good. It's uh, Ryan Coogler at the four seed against John Favreau mm. in the five seed. Ooh. We got to see a John Favreau movie that wasn't a Disney, like a Disney or Marvel movie recently with Chef. So let's see if that plays into anything. Sure. Okay. If and that helps at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In the second division, also known as the the Raycon wireless headphones division, <laughs> the headphones made by Ray J. Uh, yeah. The one seed, always a perennial favorite, but has yet to capture the uh, the, the 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 brass ring, as they say. Uh, Edgar Edgar? Wright. Yeah, I figured. Yep, Edgar Wright, the number one seed. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Yeah, he's he has a movie coming out later this year. Maybe uh, who knows? Who know? Maybe this is his year. Yeah, I mean, it depends on when this tournament comes out. Honestly, <laughs> maybe November. Who knows? Before the movie, <laughs> <Okay>. so. <laughs> Uh, he's going up against uh, a guy that we've talked about recently. Uh, he's he's one of the our maybe our favorites. He's a very stylized guy. You could tell it's his movie. It's uh, Sam Raimi. Uh, sure, yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Sam Raimi definitely has a distinct style. Yeah. He hasn't done anything new in a while, has he? No, but he's going to do Doctor Strange too. It's I mean, le- that's going to be nuts. Yep, it's legit now. Uh, now. Go the number two seed, uh, a guy whose movie we saw. Uh, I think one of the last movies we saw before Sonic. So there's that pre-Sonic world and the post-Sonic world that we live yeah, in. Yeah, twenty twenty will be a year, a year divided by that Sonic. Really changed the world. B S and A S. <laughs> before uh, Sonic, after Sonic. He he directed things like uh, I think American Beauty. Uh, I think Revolutionary Road, uh, also 1917, Sam Mendes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sam, we speak, watched 1917. Speaking of one shot, 1917. Yeah, very good point. Uh, now he's going up against a guy who I just found out is a Long Island guy. He's uh, from Rockville oh. Center. He's directed Cloverfield. He directed two of the three Planet of the Apes movies, and he's now directing Ooh. the Batman movie. It's Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves, hometown hero for you, huh? Yeah. How's that? Yeah, who knows? 
Uh, All ne- these movies that would have helped a lot, but are no longer coming out this year. Right. <laughs> yeah. Really undercutting these poor guys. These poor. <laughs> Um, now, this is definitely the marquee matchup of this division. This this division is held together by this matchup. A very highly contested one of two guys who, if you talk to some people, help this franchise. But if you talk to a lot more people, hurt this franchise. I'm talking about oh. number the three seed, Ryan Johnson, versus the number six seed, J.J. Abrams. Ooh, wow. <laughs> Battle of the sequels. Oh, no. Yep. It's uh, it's tough. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Uh, that is tough. Yep. Because on one hand, Rogue One. On the other hand, The Last Jedi. But on one hand, of The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, The Last Skywalker. And also Knives Out. Oh. Don't forget Knives Out. Oh, Knives Out. Knives right. Out. Yeah. And Brick and Looper oh, and. Feather. Two big feathers in the calf. Yeah. Yeah. Here's one that it probably will cause a little, maybe cause a little, uh, little bit of a scuffle. But number four, okay. uh, one of my personal favorites, Ava DuVernay. I keep on messing mm, up. Love her. Yep. Yeah, I love her she, work. That that the 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 miniseries she put out knocked me down, and I still haven't recovered. Is that the uh, Central Park one? Yes. And. Uh, yeah. And then uh, going up against the number five seed. The Russo brothers. Kind of different styles. Whoa. Yeah, see what happens. The Russo brothers have earned a lot of clout, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have the highest grossing movie of all time. Of all time. Yep. They have two of them. <laughs> <laughs> They're in there. They're up there. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and now we're going to the NordVPN Southern Southwestern Division. Uh, the number one seed, he's got a movie coming out. We've also talked about him plenty of times. His movies may, I think, either are absolute bangers or people think that they're boring. Uh, but mm. either way, you're gonna be you're you're buying in for a two and a half hour long movie. Uh, oops, someone's messaging messaging me on Facebook. Uh, but it's Christopher Nolan going up against. Oh uh, yeah. Lorraine, uh, God, I can't pronounce that name. Scafari, Scafari, who directed Hustlers, which is I don't know if you saw that. Oh. It's the J Lo stripper movie. It had a lot of Oscar buzz to it. It was it was decent. I mean, and involved J Lo getting jacked. Yep. On a on a pole, so you know that already has a lot of a lot of uh, components wow. for me. <laughs> uh, now we go to here we go. This is I think this is a uh, a surprising. Uh, Spotlight. I think this might be a Steeler, a Steeler pick, uh, game mm. to, to watch, but it's number two Taika Waititi, everyone's favorite, uh-huh. going up against the Coen Brothers. Okay. Yeah, they're both okay. very stylish. Oh wow. Yeah, it's a good match. Well, what's the last thing the Coen Brothers put out? Uh, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Um, I know they did No Country for Old Men recently. They did. I don't think I don't think No Country for Old Men is as recent as it. As I know it's like it 2006 or something. The Burn After yeah, Reading, I think it's like 15 like, years old. I think. Yeah, they, they, I know they've done stuff. It's just that I haven't. I don't really remember what they did. I didn't IMDb it. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, now we have the three seed Greta Gerwig making big moves. Greta Gerwig making sure, big yeah. moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
going up against Justin Lin, the Fast and Furious man. Oh man, but he hasn't put out a movie in a minute though. No, but I think I think he's doing a Fast and isn't he doing the new Fast and Furious or something? Maybe he is. It might be. I Maybe don't he is. I don't know. But it's gonna be tough because all these movies that were I feel like half the directors in the tournament have movies that were supposed to come out in time right. for the tournament, Everything but have all been pushed. pushed back. Yep. Uh, now the the last matchup, the four and five matchup. I think also mm-hmm. has a potential of being a scene stealer here. Uh, it's Paul Thomas Anderson of, you know, There Will Be Blood, the Phantom PTA. Thread. Yep, the big sure. PTA. Going up against James Mangold, guy directed Logan, and Ford vs. Oh. Ferrari. Yeah. What, Logan and what? And Ford vs. Ferrari. Every, oh, yeah. How was that? Apparently, it's every dad's favorite time. movie. Wow. Yep. And now, finally, the, num- the, the fourth division, the, the Sprite... Uh, obey your thirst division the, the g fuel the division. g the g that's right the, the g fuel shaker division <laughs> we have number one this guy he couldn't be any 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 lower of a seed because when you hear the name number one seed who do you think of james wan james oh yeah okay yeah that's that's actually <laughs> he, he's the one who's been here from the beginning and mango that's right it could be him. I've, I've always been, I always push for James Wan yep. in our tournaments. I always defend him. He always goes he again, goes pretty far. He gets good matchups. But this he's going I mean, after Aquaman. I think yeah. he I think he did pretty well last last time, right? Yes. Uh he's going up against a guy that he has worked with before that he is actually him these two actually started together in the uh Saw franchise where they both wrote and I think James Wan directed it. It's uh Lee Winnell who just did The Invisible Man. And he did uh, upgrade mm. the year before. the The real Venom Man movie got a lot of good, got a, a lot of good, uh, a lot of good, yeah, good reviews. And then now the number two seed uh, may be a favorite, but his movies never hit. His movies are like box office poison for some reason, even though they're really good, they're really long, they're really dense. Uh, it's uh, Denis Villanueva. Oh yeah. Yep, he's got Dune coming really out. Long, very dense. Yep, everyone loves him. I'm surprised why they don't do well in the box office because yeah. <laughs> they're really good. But you just spend money to see on the big screen. He's going up against. Uh, we just mentioned her. Uh, she just directed Birds of Prey. Kathy Yan. I think there's a lot of talent yeah. in that matchup. There's, you know, Kathy Yan showed a lot. Like she took a property that maybe not a lot of people were excited about, and made something of. But this is that was her first movie, though, was it not? I think so. I have to double check that. I, I think she may have done some short films, but that oh, okay. that will be her her one first feature length film. Yep. And now the number three and the sixth one, I think, is another. It's another horror matchup. I think that's going to rival the Ari Aster Guillermo del Toro matchup. It's Jordan Peele yeah. versus Robert Eggers. Mm-hmm. Robert Eggers just did the The Witch and The Lighthouse. So those oh, are... I heard Lighthouse was great. Yep, so that's that's definitely going to be something. And then our final matchup, the one that you everybody's paying to see. It is right. Bung Joo Ho, the director of Snowpiercer and Parasite, going up against Andy Machete, the director of It, and I think the live-action uh, Attack on Titan movie, which didn't go anywhere. But Andy Machete has a big, has a, he has a bright studio future ahead of him, apparently. Oh, okay. I mean, it 
goes a long way. Yeah. Although chapter two, I don't think uh, was as well received as the first. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I have to see it. So it's on the it's on the queue. So, but th- that is it, yeah. everybody. Those are hmm. our thirty two. Uh, sorry, thirty six competitors of the. Yeah, that is a lot. It's a lot. I think. Yeah, I think this is a. Uh... This is shaping up well. I, I think there's a lot of good matchups here that are going to spark some uh, really interesting conversation. We got to see who we can get in and if we can get people in to do this. But you, just just to let everyone know that when we're allowed to have people hang out, so when the quarantine is technically over, this will be the first episode that we'll have when we could have people in. Yep, and it's it, we're gonna we're gonna start it back with a banger. We're gonna come back strong. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna keep on going. But until then, I guess, uh, I guess, what's that, Matt? I guess, uh, I guess that's the shoot that's today. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the Skype. Uh, as always guys, you know, e- even with everything going on, you can always hit us up on Twitter at movie mayhem pod and movie man podcast on Instagram. Movie Mayhem podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we just, I just started a discord, which I don't know what the fuck that means, but it's, uh, we're movie man pod on discord. Uh, it's like only fans, right? Yeah, though I'll be showing my dick on that. <laughs> dick cord is what dick it really cord, yeah. should be. And uh, and yeah, you could uh, yeah. So we're all, we're gonna be doing some stuff. Uh, hopefully, we'll be uh in the studio together soon. Yeah, man. But that is that is that. So, guess we'll see you later, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah take be safe, everyone. Yeah, be safe. Wear a mask. Stay six feet apart. Be safe. Wear a mask. Stay home. Yeah. Yeah. Stay the fuck home. Yeah. (laughs) Alright. Later. I wasn't always Thor. When I got to Hollywood, they said I'd never make it as an actor. They said I was too tall. Too blonde. My muscles were too big. didn't happen overnight for me. I bounced around Hollywood for days. And then someone stopped me on the street and said, you've got to be Thor. Come with me. At my audition, they said, um, we're looking for a Thor type, not actual Thor. (laughs) Then everybody laughed. And then they gave me a check for $8 million. They also said I'd never be able to have sex with a woman because my penis was too large. But then, I had sex with a lot of women. So I guess they can't say that anymore. They said I'd never look cool with sunglasses. But check this out. Boom. Wherever the journey takes you, there's American Express. This is my journey. If a jacked Australian with a perfect face can make it, anyone can. <laughs>